my title is These Words uh, Change re re Your Relationships, and I think relationships is a very, very big blessing. Uh, there are moments in, in our marriage where I can imagine some, some, some weeks ago, my wife, Pastor Sana, she came to me and said, Leo, I, I think I'm not a preacher girl. I think for me it's time to stop preaching and teaching. And I looked at her and said, honey, why are you saying that? If you're not gifted, I will be totally agree. But if you're gifted, if you're anointing, why in the world are you saying that? And here's the reason sometimes, even though if you flow in your anointing, sometimes you get so disappointed, you're, so, you're losing the confidence that God has given you an amazing talent and ability. But sometimes what it takes, what it needs, is just a single word of saying, no, you are the one. You are blessed. You're in the right church. You're in the right position. You're on the right stage. Don't ever give up. That's so powerful in a relationship. You speak out the truth to human being, and all of a sudden, that person starts to flourish again. Let's start in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. When I read that for the very first time, I said to God, Oh God, I have a problem. But only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that is, may be benefit those who are listening. And now I want to start with a clip because there's a lot of famous people right now in the world. But they heard the words, you're not good enough. You are not smart enough. But even beside those words, they believed in their own power and they changed the world. And here are some stories. Blessed is he who does not let himself be stopped by human thinking. Need a few examples? Walt Disney was fired by a newspaper for a lack of ideas. The unemployed Walty then went ahead and invented Mickey Mouse and Co. Not bad for a man without ideas. Enrico Caruso's parents believed his singing teacher. Your son completely lacks talent and he cannot sing. Enrico himself didn't believe this and he continued to sing the scales up and down, which was fortunate. He became one of the most famous opera singers in the world. At the beginning of his preaching career, John Wesley had to flee from a bull that his listeners let loose on him. He later became one of the greatest evangelists God has ever sent down on earth and the founder of the Methodist Church. You're the man, Johnny boy. A little blonde rascal from Book St. Gallen was labeled dyslexic in the fourth grade and banished to special education. That boy has no skill. Today we know that dyslexics are very creative and innovative people. Oh yeah, baby, here he is from Wally Salen with the number seven, our pastor and leader of the whole ICF movement, Mr. Leo Bigger. <laughs> Thank you so much. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy that all those people, they heard like negative words, right? And maybe you had the same thing in your life, maybe your dad, your mom, whatever, said to say, you're not good enough, you're not smart enough. And here's the point, that the moment when we laid down our lives to Jesus Christ, we said, my old life, my old flesh, my old Adam is buried. That means my old jealousy, my old things, it's died. And I rose in a new life. The moment when you are receiving Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit comes in you. He dwells in us. We are a temple of the Holy Spirit. That means from now on, we are the messenger on this earth beside for Christ. That means we are the voice of God in this earth. We are anointed with the Holy Spirit. And often when you hear this, you're anointed with the Holy Spirit. We stop thinking because there's some uh, 
things that the Holy Spirit is adding in us to be a voice in this world. Here's the thing, in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit came only upon certain people for a certain time, for a certain task. Let's go into an amazing Bible text in Exodus chapter 30, verse 23 to 25. God is saying, take the following fine spices, 500 shekels of liquid myrrh. Here is some myrrh. And then you take half shekels of fragrant cinnamon. Cinnamon. And then some fragrant of calmons and 500 shekels of cassia. Here's some cassia. And then you take some oil and you mix it together to anoint people and also some things in the temple. Often what I will do is say, oh my gosh, that's a very boring Bible text. What is the link for me on a Monday morning, right? But numbers, names has in the Bible always a meaning. God is not saying just take some oil and anoint those people in the temple. He said, add some flavors. And those flavors has an amazing meaning. For example, the mirror means humility. The Holy Spirit will give you humility. Did you know that? The Holy Spirit, cinnamon, means goodness. And also, Gassia means kindness. God could say, just take oil and bless the people in the Old Testament. He said, no, 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 no. Beside the Holy Spirit, there's some things added to us to be a voice in this world. What I mean with this, it's quite simple. When you are a prophet and you have a word for people in your small group, you need some humility. You know, you know why? Because you prophesy over that people success a breakthrough. Often what happens is someone in your small group gets a promotion, gets a house, gets a wife, gets a kids, gets a car. You know, often what happens? We get jealous, right? Do you know that? We get you. God, what's about me? And a prophet means I am the biggest fan in your life. If God promotes you, I am with you. I am for you. If I write a book, goes to the roof, come on, we celebrate, we jump. We are very happy. A prophet means you need humility, goodness, and kindness. And we are church with God's culture in us. And we cheer up each other. Can I hear an amen? Why am I so flipping excited? Because what I figure out, after in friendship, if your best friend gets very successful, God puts anointing on them, often jealousy sets in, envy sets in, and all of a sudden friendship are de departing because the Holy Spirit has not a part of humility, goodness, and kindness. You know what I'm talking about? That's why you need, if you want to be a prophet, you need the Holy Spirit if the goodness and kindness and humility. You are the biggest supporter of your wife. I see a lot of couples, men and women, and all of a sudden, the lady is more successful than the man. The man gets very uh, disappointed, very jealous, and all of a sudden, you get uh, separate with, in, in your ways. And I want to say, let's build up a culture, not a Swiss culture, not a German culture, a culture when somebody is doing good, we celebrate, we shout, we jump, 
We're going to the roof because the Holy Spirit has given us this humility. You know what I'm talking about? I just want to make it simple. We started around 10 years ago a musical. We have been the first church in Europe who is doing musicals. Then ISF Culture, they copied our musical, uh, live on stage, copied our musical. But we had around 10 to 12,000 on the Easter weekend. We were the biggest musical so far. If you are number one, it's never a big deal. You never have jealousy because you're number one, right? Then ISF Culture copied the musical. They hired the cinema and around 1,000 people showed up. I thought, oh, we have 12,000, we have only 1,000. A year later, they had 50,000 and we had 12,000. A year later, we had 12,000 and they had 100,000. I took my phone and said, Come on, hallelujah, you copied everything right and I'm cheering, I'm for you, I'm so happy that God is using you more than he used us. That's a kingdom culture. Take the phone, pick the phone, send a, send a text message and be the biggest fan of your friends, of your wife and even though of your church. Jealousy, it's not a foundation. The Holy Spirit has given you humility, goodness, and also kindness. Now, we want to go into three practical points how you can be a prophet in your family, in your small group, in your company. Three things how we can be a prophet and be a voice for God. Pastor Susanna, you start with the very first point. Pastor yes. Susanna. Yes, I do. Thank you so much, Pastor Leo. We would love to introduce you to three ways how we can speak God's language. The first one is pray prophetically for your relationship. So you know what blessing actually comes, where blessing actually comes from? It corresponds with the Latin word benedictio which means, uh, which relates to the word benedicere, and this has two words in it. Bene, which means good, and dicere, which means say to. So what it actually means to bless someone is speak good things over them. Not only in the seen world, but also in the unseen world. What I speak out is a blessing if I speak it out in a, good things and good things over my friends. So what it practically meant for me to pray for my relationship prophetically looks like this. Years ago, I invited three pastor friends to pray with me. We decided to pray every Wednesday morning for half an hour from 6.30 to 7 in the morning. We pray together and we use um, scripture, we use psalms, we use maybe songs or whatever, whatever scripture that leads to God, we use to pray with that. And this Wednesday, we did it again. We prayed together and two of my friends were literally here because of the ISAF conference. One couldn't come because of sickness. So we prayed outside, walking, and then we had no Bible with us and I suggested, let's pray with Psalm 23 because we know it by heart almost. So we started to pray through the first verse and then uh, there was a point where we arrived by the verse, you set the table in front of my enemies. 
And then I realized this is a prophetic moment because my friend or the husband of my friend was in a hospital with a, with a stomach sickness and he had to be on a very special diet, maybe for the rest of his life. And so, you know, can you see that it related, set the table in front of my enemies, and then he has uh, stomach problems, need to be on a diet, and then we prayed in whatever came into our minds to just bless this person, to just speak good things in the seen and in the unseen world. And it's not that only moment that we experience. We experience because our hearts are open and we expect God speaking, either to the one girl, either to the another one, maybe to me, maybe to all of us, maybe also to the person we pray for. We pray also for the church. And sometimes the word, all of a sudden we, we, we get we get captured by a Bible verse that is just prophetically something that we can speak out over our whole churches, that God blesses them, that God sees them, whatever. And this is so inspiring. We can pray prophetically for our relationships. Pastor Sano, what, what a love it's about. You have an appointment in your agenda, and I want to encourage you right now, uh, why don't you start praying like a Tuesday morning, 15 minutes, 10 minutes with your best friends. We're going out, right? We're going for vacation, everything, but often we don't pray. And Jesus always, he prayed for his disciples. He prayed for unity. Why don't you start in an agenda, just 10 minutes, say, let's do a Zoom call, a phone call together. Let's pray together that we stay and be friends. Let's pray for success. Let's pray for breakthrough. And this is what I love about uh, praying together because you experience a lot of signs and miracles in your relationship. Let's give her a big round of applause. Thanks. <laughs> Praying is the third thing. And the second thing is speak out encouraging prophetic words. This is maybe for you a no-brainer. Speak out prophetic words over people. Christians, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 3. But the one who prophesies speaks to the people for strengthening, encouraging, and also comfort. But here is the problem. Uh, often when I encourage people, be a prophet, people say, oh my gosh, to be a prophet? I mean, I had some really bad experience. For example, some people said to me, a, a young boy approached me and said to me, God spoke to me. You are my wife. And she said, I don't like you. You're not even handsome. I want to pick another one. And she said, what should I do? Is this the will of God, yes or no? In the prophetic words, there's a lot of manipulation took place, right? In church history. That's why often when I say, you are a prophet, you get very stiff and, oh my gosh, uh, I had some experiences and I'm not sure if it's this from God, yes or no. Hey, I want to make it very simple for you guys. Uh, I draw a graphic and you can see this graphic. There is the human word and there is also the word of God. As you can see, the human word and the word of God. Often we ask ourselves the question, right? Is this a word from the Lord or is it just my feelings, my own intention, right? And this is always a big challenge uh, in Christianity. Uh, here's the thing. I believe there are three different levels of prophetic. There are the, the simple prophecy and there's the gifts of prophecy and there's the ministry of prophecy. And what I believe from the bottom of my heart, we are, everyone are in the simple uh, prophetic words. 
When you say, I'm the level number one, check this out, it means there's a little bit of God, but a lot of me, right? But at least it's a little bit of God. It's better than nothing, right? And better have a little bit than nothing, and you can grow into the ministry of a prophetic ministry. That's another level. I think every one of us, we are like in the beginning. And when I see this graphic, don't bother to say, not everything what I say is from the Lord, but at least a little bit. It's better a little bit than nothing. And how you can handle this challenge, a little bit of God and a little bit of me. Here's a Bible verse, and that's very important for me when I start learning to be a prophet in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 19 to 21. Do not quench the spirit. Do not read prophetics with content, but test them all. Hold on what is good. Receive everything kind of evil. With other words, when someone gives you a prophetic word, just write it down in your smartphone. Just write it down, even though if it doesn't make sense. I have a lot of prophetic words in my agenda. They doesn't make sense now. <laughs> Maybe later. Write it down. Why is writing down important? Here is our latest book, Pray Like Never Before, uh, written by Susanna and myself and our team. And this book started with a prophetic, simple prophetic word. I'm in a small group. And some, I will say maybe more than a year ago, one, a friend of mine from my small group approached me and said, Leo, I have the impression that you should write a book about prayer. I asked him, is this impression from you or from God? He said, I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe it's from God. Maybe it's my problem. I don't know. You know, he said, I don't know. This is often how we feel. I don't know. I said, but why are you telling this to me? He said, I feel, I feel a little bit more like God. You should do it, but I don't know. I just wrote it down in my to-dos, write a book, and I said, it doesn't make sense because I don't have time. I wrote it down in my agenda. Then came the lockdown in March. I was at home every single day. I said to my wife, how should we lead the church? In a crisis, you lead the church in prayer. And I said, let's do an hour of prayer every, every lunch. And instead of just doing random prayer, let's write down 31 prayer styles. And while we were doing that, we start writing the book. And this book is not a strategic book. It was invented by, I don't know. I'm not sure if it's from God or not. I don't know. And now this book is in Switzerland, Germany, in every Christian bookstore, number one. Because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, you know, just understand in the beginning to be a simple prophet, it's a little bit from God and a lot of you, but at least it's a little bit and start with the little bit and as you walk, the little bit will increase and you get more and more comfortable in the prophetic ministry. Point number three, Pastor Susanna. Yes, the point number three, I have to just check what it said there. Um, speak, learn to speak God's language, Comf comfort 
with prophetic words. This is so important, comfort people with prophetic words. So what I do is, I have every day, I have some time set aside to spend with God. And as I mentioned before, I read the Bible, scriptures, uh, psalms, or maybe worship songs I listen to, or I pray with the worship songs. And then it happens that um, I stick with a word or with a sentence, and I, I meditate over it. And when I meditate over it, it fills me. It, it does something inside of me, and it's like eating, and it nurtures my soul and my spirit, and then sometimes it happens that a person comes into my mind and I think, oh, she should be encouraged as I just have been encouraged through this word, and then I send it to them. Or maybe I go for a walk and then it happens that I see another person and she looks like a person I know, but um, she doesn't look actually like, and I wonder why I'm reminded of that person, but then I ask God, is there anything you want me to send them, or maybe an encouragement or whatever, and sometimes I receive something and that's why I can send them a message. Or I am reminded through anything to a person, and sometimes it's so funny because a thought starts here, then my thoughts go there, 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 and because of that, I, I am thinking of a person, and all of a sudden I realize I have something on my heart for them and I write it down. And you know, it takes some courage because I have no idea about it. But so often I get a feedback, oh wow, this is the right word, I just needed to hear that. Oh, how could you know? This is the most amazing feedback I get because I just, I just give what I have. I just comfort with the prophetic word. I have no idea about their situation or maybe just a slight idea about their situation. And what, am I, what amazes me most is it happened the more time I set aside to just spend with God the more it flows out of me. And it is as God wants to show me you need to be filled with my love. And then the most beautiful thing is if it flows out of you and flows to the other people. Set time aside and I realized this is the whole purpose of my relationship and my time spent with God to be filled in order to let it flow for others to comfort them. Thank you so much. <clears throat> Thank you so much. Big shout of applause. Hey, can you take out your smartphone? I want to surprise you, I want to comfort you. Uh, we wrote this book in German. Uh, our team in ISF translated the whole entire book in English. And here's the QR code in the back, and we want to give the English versions away for free. If you, for free, but only if you take it now, now, out now, your smartphone. Please, now it's the time, now it's for free. Uh, because we want to be a blessing, we want to be a comfort for you guys, and uh, these are 31 prayer styles in English you can download for free. Free means free like free willy, for free. Isn't that amazing and cool and just awesome, awesome, awesome. Hey, in closing, in closing, I want to uh, speak about um, a guy who is a stone cutter. 
How can you comfort people? It's like a stone cutter. I want to read to you a quote, and I love this quote. If you can change your circumstances, then do it. If you cannot change your circumstances, then change your perspective. Change your perspective. But it's, it's easier to say it than it is. And here's the thing, if you're a stone cutter, means often you have to hear things not once, you hear things again and again and again and again and nothing happens. If you ask a stone cutter, how can you split this rock? He will say, I don't know, maybe 100 times, maybe 200 times, maybe 50 times, but a stone cutter will say, like proclamation, you hit it and you hit it and you hit it and you prophesy and you proclaim and you proclaim and you proclaim and you proclaim until you have a breakthrough. Too many people give up too fast. One hit too early. If you ask successful people, why are you successful? Say, we never quit. We have never given up. And a lot of people, they gave up too fast and too early. That's why the prophetic ministry is so important for a church, for a family. Do you know why? You speak out a comfort, a word in a season where a person says, I don't see true anymore. Here are two different things how you can prophesy. This is the frontal prophetic view. The frontal prophetic view means actually you see what is a front ahead of you. You see the mountain tips, right? But you don't see how far it is from mountain tip to mountain tip. You don't know how long it will be. For example, you have a prophetic word for a person say, I believe God will give you a house. And you say, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, Ooh, I'm so excited. I get a house, I get a house. But the problem is after one year, you will say, God, where is the house? The front, frontal prophetic you means God will give you a house. But you don't have any clue how long it will last, how long it will take. Do you understand? Sometimes God gives you a word, you will be married. You say, oh, woo, I'm ready. After two years, God, I'm ready. And the frontal prophetic word means you take this word, you receive this word, you keep this word, and you don't stop proclaiming, I will have a wife, I will have a house. God promised, God promised. That's the second way of prophetic, the time profile view. And that's a different style. That means I will say to you, from now in a year, you will be pregnant if you're married. From, an, yeah, from now in a year, you get a promotion. From now in a year, God gives you a house. There are two different ways of being a prophet. Sometimes it's frontal. You proclaim something, but you don't know when and how long. And the time means from now in a year, God will give you like a new building. In closing of that, be eager to be a prophet. 
fight for the prophetic gifts because the prophetic gifts is given by the Holy Spirit to enlarge and to lift up people. Around a year ago, a friend of mine had a conference and I started praying for that conference and God gave me the impression I should go there as a guest speaker. But I wasn't invited. <laughs> and God said, I have a word for this church and you have the word. I picked my phone and I've never done it before. Usually people invite me. Then I, I said, I am so sorry. God has given me an impression I should be a speaker at your conference. He said, yeah, why not? You can have the last session, the last 10 minutes. I said, God, no problem. I drove there five hours for 10 minutes. If he will say no, then he will say, God, it's not my business. I drove there and then I preached my 10 minutes and I came down from the stage and said, God, I don't get it. This message was good and solid. But while I was down by my seat, God spoke to me and said, go up on the stage again. And this church is looking for a building for years and years and years. And it was February. And God said, in December, in the end, by the end of December, they will have their building. I said to preach, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not done. Can I go up again? I have a word. He said, yeah, no problem. You preach anyhow, only 10 minutes. Walked up again. Said, church, you're looking for a building and you have done everything. And let's pray right now. Let's go our, on our knees and let's shut up and scream to God. And the pastor said, what are you doing? We prayed every week for a new building. Do you think we haven't prayed already? He said, I don't know, but this prayer is different. We prayed on our knees. We prophesied, but that by the end of the year, they will have their own building. It came December. Nothing happened. I put my phone and said, hey, I have a question. Here's Prophet Leo Bigger. Do you have a building? He said, no. I phoned again around 10 days before Christmas and they said, now we get a building. It's amazing. And that was the moment I was so glad to be a prophet because what I prophesied, I could see it has be fulfilled. And I was eager to be a prophet. And really do believe we have to lean in and ask the Holy Spirit for humility, goodness and kindness. We pray for people, we listen and then we speak it out. Let's do this together, right? 